When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Bay Takes Podcast. My name is Mikey and I'm going to tell you today where Kevin Durant is going. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know before Woj, I know before Shams, and I know before Blading Kirk. So you heard it here first. By the next 30 minutes, you're going to know where Kevin Durant's going. Uh, you heard it here first. What do you think, Gus? Uh, I don't agree. I don't think you're going to know. I think I'm going to know. And I think that my prediction is going to be better than yours because I'm just more valid. I think I'm going to get it right. And I don't think you are. But we do have a very special guest, a very awesome guest. Uh, his name is Bladen Kirk. You guys probably know him. I, w- I would assume you know him. He is, uh, I would say, it, it, relative to me, he's a football expert. He knows a lot about sports. He is a podcaster, a member of Stay Hot. Uh, which is an awesome sports podcast that you guys should go listen to, which you might already listen to. And he is here to talk a little about the NBA offseason and preview the NFL because that is his main thing is football. So uh, what's up, Bladen? How are you? I would just like to say that Kevin Durant is going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> as long as that happens, I'm all good. <laughs> Do you think, would you trade Evan Mobley straight up for Kevin Durant? I wouldn't trade Mobley. I would trade Sexton in a pick package. So if, if they were like, I want Mobley and that's it, you wouldn't do it? I don't know if I would. Mobley, Mobley was really good. But that's like, a crazy take. That's a crazy I don't know if I would. Mobley one for one. Here's the thing is like part of, part of the – and this is like we were talking with Matt and Theo. And it was like, okay, if the Suns could get Kevin Durant, right, should they do it? And, you know, Matt's Matt's over there like, well, their defense would be terrible. And he's right. Their defense would be dog shit. Okay. So that's the same thing I'm I'm feeling with the Cavs is like if we had to give up Mobley, our defense would would definitely struggle. Like giving up Mobley or Jarrett Allen, I, I would definitely have to I would definitely have to like look at look at it a little bit sideways. Wow, I mean, it's the greatest score of all time. Could be the, the best player in the NBA next year. I don't know. know. Maybe, like, I guess, I guess straight up, I guess probably wouldn't be that bad. Also <laughs> thinking, well, it, it's about probably like, wouldn't be that bad. It's about attachment. Like, if you ask me right now, like, would I trade like Kavon Looney for you know? Clint Capella or DeAndre Ayton like I feel like in most like no I absolutely wouldn't I love Kevon Looney with but, like- but if you but if you sat and thought about it for 15 minutes you might be like eh. <laughs> I mean in, in in a vacuum I think he's not the best basketball player of those three guys but I also think that right uh I mean there's part of it which is like I feel like he fits with the Warriors but also the being- value the value did you see that contract we got today it was unreal 
25 million over three years or 25.5 million over three years for a guy and he got eight and a half a year yeah who, who had over 20 rebounds in a game played every game this season what who what other team has a guy like kevon looney he fits perfectly with the warriors sorry back to kevin durant um <laughs> i think that the portland trailblazers are easily the best team for kevin durant they can provide a great package um, okay. The problem is now that Rudy Gobert is getting, is worth four picks and all of those players. What is Kevin Durant? Five picks? Is he five first round picks now? He's getting the, he's getting the biggest like trade package ever and it's not going to be. Close. No. So he's going to get, so he's going to get the biggest possible. So think about this, right? DeJounte Murray. So I have a question. DeJounte Murray plus Rudy Gobert. Do you think that's more or less valuable than Kevin Durant? Ooh, I, I mean, would, I, I, I would say more. Yeah, I would say more as well. But it's like close. So I think Durant will probably end up getting six or seven. And so the way it's structured is there's a thing called the Stepien rule, which I know because of 2K, which means that <laughs> every other year you can't, you have to have like a first round pick. Yeah. So you can trade. So you can only trade picks seven years into the future. So that would be 2028, I guess, or 2029. I don't know what the exact thing is. But they could trade four first-rounders, so like first, third, fifth, seventh year from now. And they could also trade three pick swaps because they still would have a first-rounder. Now, a team like the Thunder, which has extra picks, uh, it's different because they will still have picks in those years, so they don't have to suffer from those restrictions. But it's basically pre- preventing a team from trading like 20 first-round picks for a guy and like screwing up the entire league. Uh, so, and there's also like protection stuff, but I'm assuming Durant will go for four unprotected picks and at least two pick swaps. Like, yeah. plus players. Well, it's, it's, if Unless it's yeah. a really, really good player that you're getting back, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, like first of all, the Cavs they wouldn't they wouldn't possibly be able to just go straight up Mobley for Kevin Durant. <laughs> like that's not happening. Like it would be Mobley and picks. So it's like if I'm good if if I'm the Cavs and I had an opportunity for Kevin Durant, I would want to give up Sexton. I just think like it would fit better. You have Garland who can distribute, Kevin Durant who would be your like your dominant scorer, and then you have an elite you have an elite defensive duo in Mobley and Allen. But like the Blazers. Kevin, Dur- like, if Kevin Durant's not going to Cleveland, he's not going to Portland. All right, this this man is going to, he is going to a big, he's going to either Miami or Phoenix. He stole okay. my. That's let not, me tell you. Like, let, me, let me break it down for you. <laughs> let me break. Like, it let's down be real. <laughs> let's be real. He's not going to Phoenix because they're asking for Kevin. Or they're asking for uh, Devin Booker, and right, so he's going to Miami. <laughs> maybe maybe and and that's a very good it's a very real possibility but i don't miss so this is why i'm telling you he's gonna go to portland right who's recruiting him more than damian lillard what other guy is recruiting him more than damian lillard uh paulo <laughs> yeah paulo, paulo. orlando because orlando magic is the greatest franchise ever kevin durant is you know as uh richard jefferson said Paolo, you're going to be playing for the Nets if if, if Kevin Durant is coming to Orlando. <laughs> what other assets do they have, bro? Like, they have to trade their whole team trade, and their coach. Yeah, trade the whole half team. Their fan, half their fan base, too. That's the only no, way. No, but they get I... back all the Nets fans. Oh, so fans. <laughs> right, cool, cool. Durant comes with, like, a million fans minimum, like, from whatever team <laughs> yeah, he's coming from. I feel like we're treating this a little bit too much like a free age. Like, Durant is of the stature and, like – 
power level in the league where we're treating it like it's a free agency. In free agency, the player can choose where they go unless it's like restricted and they they match the contract. Right. Uh, in in this scenario, Durant doesn't have leverage. Like I don't know if that makes sense. He doesn't. He has four years left on his contract, meaning that like the Nets will decide where he goes. He doesn't have a no trade clause, I don't think. So. The Nets are going to decide where he goes. That's why, Mikey, I don't agree with Portland because I think the Nets are going to take the best package for Kevin Durant. I don't feel like they feel like he has done... like his, The owner has clearly said like, like he's not happy with Durant and Kyrie. So like I don't feel like they're going to do Durant a service and trade him. Like, he might rather go to Portland because he said all, like the stuff about Dame, like wanting to play with Dame or whatever. I think he's more likely to go to Miami. I think Bladen's right in that sense. That's been my take from the start. I think they can put together the best package, which probably involves Bam, which sucks, but yes. it'll probably be Bam and picks and maybe Hero. Like, I'd, if they kept That's Hero, the defense would be ridiculously bad. The issue is... No, no, but you have, to, you have to wait for the last part of this because there's an interesting thing, which is... So the NBA has another random rule that you can't have two people on, like, a certain type of rookie max extension... Bam and Ben Simmons are both on the same type. So if he got traded to Miami, Ben Simmons has to go with him. And if if Bam goes to Brooklyn, because Ben Simmons can't be, or Ben Simmons has to be traded to a third team. So that probably Ben Simmons gets included, Hero gets included, and they throw in every pick in existence and hope that they say yes. I think that's the best offer they're going to get because Bam's like an all-star player every year. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like... I think their roster, like the Nets roster, if they got someone like Bam and Tyler Arrow, if they kept Kyrie, wouldn't even be that bad, right? They'd be like a five. No, it, it, would, it would be a good, it would be a pretty good roster, but I mean, you also have to factor in: does Kyrie like play the the whole season? Like, or does he <laughs> yeah. have one of his? Does he have one of his episodes and just yeah. like yeah. sit out fifty games? Like, I don't know. So I don't know. I I, I think Miami is the most realistic. I mean, not even considering. How, like wet not even considering like all the technicalities that would have to go into a Miami trade just like in terms of Kevin Durant says he like you know Kevin Durant wants to play for a contender and it like regardless of the leverage that he has within the organization he could just sit out so like they know they have to trade him right so then it's a matter of okay if we're going to trade this guy and we can get like uh you know you're only going to be able to get good packages from Miami, Phoenix, like top contenders. So it just like it happens to work out that way. But like, he he's going he's going to a, a, a top team. I could see shit. He could go back to Golden State. <laughs> we have the I best mean, package. We could give the people the best package. We have a ton yeah. of picks and a ton of great young players. Yeah, give him like, Jordan Poole. <laughs> no, we don't. See, this is the thing about player attachment. Like, I don't want to give up Poole. People have said they don't want to give up Wiggins. But isn't that pool for one year, though, technically? Yeah, but he's. I think he'll resign. Yeah. They're going to throw him up. Why are they not paying Peyton and uh, Porter? Because they're just going to throw, like, crazy money at Wiggins and Poole next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, like, you just let – you yeah, you trade Poole now, and then he becomes a free agent, and then you sign him back. Works yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he'd do that. He'd have a pool party in Miami or whatever, a pool party in uh, – you can't really have a pool party in Brooklyn, but you know you can try. <laughs> get get like a get a penthouse suite, thirtieth yeah, floor. Jordan Poole will definitely be able to afford that, especially if he comes back to the Warriors again, because he's gonna get a back. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, let's yeah. move on to the trade uh, that happened today as we're recording this. So- okay, before before we before we talk about that, I would just like to mention I got a notification from Ian Rappaport retweeting Le'Veon Bell saying that he's going to have a celebrity boxing match with Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yep, in a month. <laughs> Crazy. It's gonna be it's gonna be at uh, crypto.com arena too, right? It's uh where is it? Uh, yeah, Crypto.com. That's yes. crazy. LA is LA. crazy for that. Who do you got? Wait, who do you got? Who do you got? Early round, right now. Come, Wait, come on. Right now. I'm taking all, all day, man. All day. <laughs> Give me all day, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I'm taking Peterson, too. I think it's, like, not close. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm also taking Peterson. <laughs> knockout, too. He's going to knock him out. Oh, of course Knock out. He's not going to knock out Libyan. That's, that's actually crazy. Um, Yeah, no, let's move on to the Rudy Gobert trade, though. So Rudy, Rudy. So the final trade was Rudy Gobert for was it? It was Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, three first round. I pulled it up. Three right first now. round. I have it. Three first round picks. Uh, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty seven. A pick swap in twenty twenty six. A top five projected pick in a protected pick in twenty twenty nine. Pat Bev, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Leonard Bomaro, and uh, Malik Beasley. That is so much. That's like an entire like that that's like uh, you know like a like a 7th to a 12th man <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah. So So I mean I does mean, this how much does this help Minnesota? That's my question cuz like I don't think the Timberwolves are like close to a title and I don't think they were like like if like I feel like Phoenix is like type of team that's like oh maybe we're a guy away like maybe. Yeah. They're like Miami, Boston and they got Brogdon. Like that's what what I'm talking about but like like Minnesota is not like, who who's playmaking like D'Angelo Russell. I don't trust D'Angelo Russell. Well, and he's now the fourth perimeter? best player on your team. Where's this perimeter defense? Is this perimeter defense just atrocious? How are they going to go to the Mavs or the Warriors? Well, it doesn't make sense to me. The thing the thing with uh with with Gobert is like a lot of people look at like the perimeter defense as a net negative, but I think it's also the way the Jazz used him where they're just like, oh, we're just going to funnel everything inside to go bare. So if, if they happen to just run small ball and just spread it out along the perimeter, like he has, like, what is he supposed to do at that point, right? If he goes out to help someone on the outside, well, then there's a free lane inside. So, I mean, he doesn't really have a way to win in that system, but I think if he goes to a team that can manage him a little bit better, then maybe that doesn't become such a net negative. The other thing, there's who was it that put out that oh he's not a good defender. I don't know how how we how we couldn't score on him. I I was talking I was tweeting with Theo about this. Was it a I player like a like Mavericks player? Anthony Edwards. Oh, said, was really uh, said um, the best rim protector in the league is Kristaps Porzingis. And any time I go against Porzingis, I don't get no layups. I don't get why we couldn't finish on Rudy Gobert. He don't put no fear in my heart. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> now they're on the same team. That's hilarious. But yeah, yeah that's, I mean, yeah. it'll be a yeah, it'll be a net positive. And you think about like to compare to the NFL, like the Miami Dolphins weren't like one guy away from a title, but they went out and got Tyree Kill, right? But you could argue like, oh well, who's going to throw him the football? Tua, right? <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So it's like, but you, you get these guys, you go out and make these moves for these guys because, you know, you need to get these players eventually, right? And most teams, you're not going to always just be one guy away, right? Sometimes you just need to make a move yeah. to get close enough and then get a little bit lucky. Well, another thing I, is like, they're also shopping D'Angelo Russell, right? They're not going to keep, there's, I, I don't think there's any chance for D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't know why they would shop D'Lo. I thought he was really good last year. Well, that, all the reports are saying they're, they're getting rid of him. So, I mean, I mean, they need depth, though. If you look at their roster, they literally have no one after those four guys. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, they, they, gave some up, pick. they gave up. They gave up. So, Blaine, I'm with you. I agree. I, I don't like the – I never think that just, like, on the surface, and I guess that's how I'm looking at it, is, like, it doesn't look good if you're not, a cont- like, a real, real contender in my eyes to, like, trade right. for, like, a win-now type of guy and give up a lot of stuff. My issue is just how much they gave up. Like, that seems egregious. They gave up up a lot. I don't think Rudy Gobert is, like, I don't think he's that much better, if he is better, like, that much better than than DeJounte Murray, right? And, like, I get his skill set is probably, like, harder to find because of how elite he is at protecting the rim. But, like, I like the way they profile against certain teams. Like, it's going to be hard for teams to... Gobert's terrible offensively, don't get me wrong, but, like... Having Cat at the four and like giving him, it's gonna take the defensive pressure off of him, which I like really like. Like from that standpoint, I actually kind of like it. Cat always plays like a stretch four, anyways, so like it's not like it, he's like the best shooting big man in the league. So it's not like it's a huge like change. A, they're the most interesting team to me to watch next. I, I mean, obviously, right? The two top five centers in the league. Like when that was the last time that happened. Also, if you look at like the NBA Finals, right? We talked a lot about how rebounding was so important, and they just got to they they resigned and then traded for a super elite rebounder. So maybe the league is shifting more in a big guy dominant league again, right? Not a shooters league anymore. I don't know. This is just it's just a very interesting roster. You look at like the Cavs, right? They have two huge guys. Everyone thought it wasn't gonna work, and look what happened. They were one of the best teams in the Eastern well, Conference last year. Well, think about, like, again, look at the way the NFL is. You have the top teams, right, that all have, like, superstar quarterbacks, right? You have the Bills and the Chiefs and the Rams, right? The Rams just won the Super Bowl and even the Bengals and the Ravens with Burrow and Lamar. But then there's teams like the Colts, which are currently settling on a Matt Ryan. And and, and they're just an elite run team, right? And even though the league's shifting more pass-heavy, Right, if you have this elite, this elite running team, you can still be a, a dominant team if you're just going to get big up front and just you know kind of pound the rock. And I think that's kind of the same thing in the NBA. If you're a team like the Cavs or the Timberwolves, and you're like, okay, we're not going to have these elite perimeter scores. We're not going to have you know a Kevin Durant. We're not going to have a Steph Curry. We're not going to have a Luca. But you know we can get a bunch of you know a bunch of you know um, Jared Allen's. Let's get a bunch of Evan Mobley's. Let's get a Rudy Gobert. But it's interesting though, because Anthony Edwards is such a good score. And I even said on an earlier podcast, I think he's going to be one of the best scores in the league. Well, that's just, that's just drafting. Well. That's just drafting. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. just... well, they got lucky that they had the, I mean, not lucky. They were terrible. They had the first round pick and they got <laughs> Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Right. Um, so, I mean, you draft well and you get, you get good free agents and you make good trades and that's how you become good. Like it's, <laughs> But I just don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be an interesting one because they have no depth at the moment, and it's gonna be interesting to see what they do for the, with the rest of the off season.
All right, so now getting into the NFL preview of who we think is going to win the Super Bowl, running down our top three, four, five uh, teams that we have, uh, maybe one dark horse team that we have to win the Super Bowl next year. So, Wayne, what do you think? Who do you think is going to come out of uh, each league? Who do you like the most? The Browns are winning the Super Bowl, I fear. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh uh, I wish, but Catch AFC, it. yeah, AFC, I, I do like Baltimore. That hurts me to say, but Baltimore is fantastic. They were going to be a playoff team last year if Lamar was healthy, and they almost did anyway. Um, Buffalo, obviously, is a phenomenal team. Uh, Kyra Lam was a fantastic draft pick. They got Von Miller. Like, there's there's a lot looking bright for them. I understand the Chargers. There's a lot of new pieces there. So I'm a little bit worried about picking them just because I don't I don't know how they're all going to mesh together. I feel like the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill, are still my favorite out of the West. I'm not even going to entertain the AFC South, to be completely honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Texans aren't doing shit. Jaguars aren't doing shit. Titans aren't doing shit. And the Colts are not doing shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> NFC, I, Green Bay might have – you guys have talked to Theo. He probably told you um, Green Bay probably is the best defense on paper. They have, a fan, they have a fantastic group of guys back there. They still have Aaron Rodgers. Receiving core is a little bit shaky, so I can understand not loving that team. Um, in the West, you guys are Bay Area. I love the 49ers. If Trey Lance can be even a hint better than Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a Super Bowl team. No question about it. Um, not to mention he's a run he's a running threat so that like stretches the offense horizontally a little bit. Um, and then the one dark horse I'll give you is Philly, the Eagles. I, I I'm leaning on that team to with AJ Brown. Jalen Hurts has a breakout season. Their defense looks really good. One of the best offensive lines in in all of the NFL. There's I just don't see a whole lot of holes on that team if Jalen Hurts is the guy I think he is. Because that team is also the most efficient running team. I mean, maybe the Ravens. But aside from the Ravens, they're the most efficient running team in the league, and they just added one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, right? So their offense is, I mean, spotless. Um, If Jalen Hurts can throw the ball accurately to one of the best (laughs) in the league next year, right? Like, they have Devontae Smith as well, who obviously is going to get better. Um, I'm sure has grown in size in the offseason, as as do – receivers in the nfl if you look at even jamar chase right um and then yeah uh, something i want to ask you though because as 49ers fans we are a little bit worried about how debo samuel is going to be used next year because now even sleeper has updated his status as a wide receiver only um and this is is because this is because he is not going to be running next year and that was our offense. Our, our offense was literally Debo Samuel last season. Um, and I'm slightly concerned to see what that's like, especially with a brand new quarterback. How do you feel well, about Debo Samuel, especially who, if he gets upwards of $26 million next year? The way Kyle Shanahan uses that offense is he wants to have multiple running threats, right? He doesn't want to be a single-dimensional running team. So you take a look at, oh, well – they were running the ball with Debo and they have a new quarterback. So how's they, how are they going to adjust? Well, they're just going to run the ball with that new running threat quarterback that can run over linebackers, obviously. Right. 
I think that's I think that's the clear choice is you let Debo be a strict receiver, you let Kittle be, you know, a dynamic receiver and an elite blocker, and you just run the ball with, you know, your deep slew of running backs and Trey Lance. And then well, and a lot of people also are saying I see some people saying Elijah Mitchell is great and some people saying that he's overrated. What do you think about Elijah Mitchell? He's fine. Like there's like <laughs> like I I I've, I've never heard anyone be like Yo, oh my God, Elijah Mitchell's like the goat, <laughs> or like the best running back in the league, or anything, right? You haven't I've... been in our in our text chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess not. I'm also not very, I'm also not very prominent in 49ers Twitter area. Yeah, um, it, it's deep, man. <laughs> I'm not sure if Browns okay. like that, but they they go crazy. They love, uh, they have their fair share of random players that every single time that they do something great. Chat is exploding. And Elijah Mitchell's that guy that everyone... Oh, it's just it's Aziz Alshair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, he's fine, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, think... have, you, have, you have a good enough offensive line and a good enough running scheme that, like, you could put pretty much anywhere behind there. Like, you and all... Like, any one of us could go behind there. You and I. <laughs> yeah, like, we could, we could get a yard. I think I could get a yard. <laughs> Yeah, no, Shanahan makes every running back look good. That's why Mikey a couple or like last year was saying that when Aaron Jones is a free agent, the 49ers should sign him because he thinks that like with a dynamic running back and Shanahan's offense, it could be like a crazy, crazy combo. But I think the nine, in my opinion, the Niners have made the right decision. I'm all about like efficiency and cost efficient. They get a bunch of like really, really cheap guys and they make them look like Pro Bowl level running backs, like in terms of stats. What do you think about the only thing you lose? The only thing you lose is reliability. Like with the Browns with Nick Chubb, is you have someone that you can just trust on pretty much any down to get to get shit done for you. Um, but no, you're right. He makes pretty much every running back look good. I remember Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Cleveland, and we had Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West. And I was like, oh, these guys are these guys are goaded with the sauce. <laughs> turns out they were turns out they were trash. And <laughs> the offensive line was just amazing, and and the running scheme was just fantastic. And what do you think about the the other team in the NFC West that you know they they did something in that like thing called the Super Bowl last year? Um, the Rams. They didn't get any worse. Right? I mean, I guess they lose. Yes, they the, did. Why do you think yes, they got worse? I mean, they Von lose Miller. Von Miller. And yeah, losing Von Miller is huge. They lost Von Miller. They lost. Um, they lost. Ro- they lost was. OBJ. Well, OBJ like could come back. And Allen. Like, Rob- they got Allen Robinson. Isn't that like kind of like? The- I, I I like I like Allen Robinson, but what OBJ provided that Allen Robinson doesn't is OBJ was able to stretch the defense vertically. The one thing the Rams are missing at receiver, like Cooper Cup, is fantastic. Right, Allen Robinson can do, you know, a lot of jump ball stuff. But the but when the when Odell got hurt in the Super Bowl, that Rams offense came to a halt. Like they couldn't do anything for like two and a half quarters. So, I I, I worry that they're not going to be able to stretch the field as well because OBJ really I think transformed that offense a little bit. And then I I do worry about their defense. Uh, Bobby Wagner is cooked. That man is no good anymore. Like I'm sorry, he can't, he can't get it done. Um, and, and losing Von Miller that hurt too. Um, they did bring back uh, Troy Hill as like a, a slot corner, so that won't hurt them too bad. Um, and then I think they lost one guy on their offensive line too, but I could be wrong about that. I can't remember exactly. 
but the team it's not necessarily that like they got criminal they just got like critical damage like they're just like totally worse and they won't make the playoffs like they're still going to be a playoff team and they'll probably and they might be in the nfc championship again but i i don't see them as like a repeat team i just don't the the common terms like if you don't get better you got worse right right everyone else around you is trying to get better and it, you know if you're like they did a pretty good job of like keeping a lot of their guys right and you still have aaron donald you still have jalen ramsey you still have cooper cup stafford but you know the 49ers i i think the 49ers you get you still have nick bosa if jason verrett comes back and is healthy right you're gonna you know have an upgrade at quarterback hopefully and so, like corner back as well um and we we still are the chiefs and that's why i <laughs> i, I want to talk about the chiefs also again um because we did get Char- Charverius Ward, right? And I just don't see how the Chiefs guard any team in the AFC West because their secondary Ugh, is so bad. Yeah. They also lose Tyron Matthew as well. Um, well, Tyron Matthew was kind of a liability last uh, – not a liability, but he wasn't that good. He was fine. Okay, but, like, is the new guy that they're going to – like, as you just said, yeah, right? I, I, they're getting worse, right? They got McDuffie, right? The, and that's it. Yeah, they got McDuffie. The, the Chiefs – I can understand the Chiefs defense feeling a little bit scary. Like as far as like can will that hold them back? It might it might. That's the one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about, but I think their offense is going to be so good. Still like even with Mahomes and Kelsey and and Clyde. Like I think they're going to be able to get shit done. They have a lot of versatility. I think they're going to be able to to manage games a lot better than than most teams i think that'll probably negate a lot of the defensive struggles but i i i can totally understand like their secondary is kind of kind of a wreck right now yeah so my take is that i think if you look at like the las vegas offense right like i just don't see how you stop waller renfro and Devonte adams i just think they're gonna score like with car throwing to him yeah no i so I, I don't see how they beat them. Obviously, the Chargers offense, what they did last year, they were the fifth best passing offense in the NFL, something like that. Um, and then, obviously, the Broncos got Russell Wilson. So um, it just seems like a lot of those tight games, the defense is going to let them down. And they let them down against the Bills. And, you know, obviously, the offense was too good. And the offense came through. So like, it... But it's only getting worse from here. And the offense also got worse. So that's what I, I don't believe the Chiefs are going to. I think the offense, gonna... I don't know if I would say the, the offense, like lo- losing Tyreek Hill is a blow, but I also think it's just like they just change, they just change a little bit what they're doing. Right. You that's the same thing. Like, right. And the Rams are going to have to do the same thing too. Right. The Rams are going to have to change what they do drastically. They're not going to be able to use o- like Allen Robinson the same way they used Odell. But the difference, like the Chiefs have always been really good at attacking these like single high looks. But since they've been getting all these two high looks now, they're going to have to find ways to utilize Juju underneath, yeah. right? which is yeah. a good asset. And, and Kelsey was super dangerous for them. And they're getting Clyde back. So, like, yeah, it got worse. But, like, I still – I trust Mahomes to get shit done. I trust Kelsey to get shit done. Well, Gus, who are, you, who are your top three? Well, I want to ask Bladen one other thing, which is there's been, like, a crazy trend going around of, like, your top ten receivers or top five receivers – Theo, when he was on here, told us that he believes, and he said on his TikTok, that he believes Tyree Kill is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, so saying that, I, of course, I, yes, losing Tyree Kill is like not, like no one's just going to be like, yeah, we'll just give away Tyree Kill, right? Like it's not, yeah. it's not like a bonus or anything. It's definitely like a loss for sure. 
my question being is that do you view him as like below that like Adams Jefferson cup like I don't know if people think no, like, he's, cup he's, is better than you know he's in that tier like like S tier receivers Tyree Kill Devonte Jay Jettas Cup like those those are all S tier receivers um and like you know like Devonte makes the Raiders a, a much improved team I just look at the Chiefs and I think like and part of this is like I'm trying to push a, tra- a Travis Kelsey narrative that I think he's <laughs> I I think he was the most valuable player on like outside of Mahomes on that team last year right like the most the, and I think he's like going to make a strong case for offensive player of the year this year, right? Which would be the first, you know, Theo and I back to back years picking a tight end to win offensive player of the year. He picked Darren Waller last year, but like, yeah, no, Tyreek is Tyreek is him. And like, if you want to say he's the best receiver in the league, like I I have no oppose opposition to that. Theo always says he has a superpower. He's right. Like, uh, I, okay. Well, Mike, you asked who my three contenders are, or my three or four. Uh, the like I you can't not say the Bills. They have pretty much everything as long as their running game. And I know Josh Allen is like a big part of their running game, but as long as they're healthy, like they're gonna be at least in the AFC Championship. Like I just don't see there's like a way that they aren't. They're just too good of a roster, and yes. they have like a like a god at quarterback when he's playing well. Uh, I'm surprised no one mentioned the Bucks. Like I think they got worse, but I feel like. Like the the secondary is like a huge issue. I get it. Um, I watched a lot of Bucks last year. Like Winfield can't cover. <laughs> it's like like an issue for sure. And like yeah. Murphy Bunting, like when he's not getting picks, is just not good. And like Jamel Dean and like Mike Edwards, like these are like plug and play guys that they're playing. But like I don't feel like any of them are plus pieces. Carlton Davis is solid, but like he's inconsistent in my opinion. So like the Man secondary is slowly talking himself out of the bucks. <laughs> like... I know. Well, <laughs> that's the part that I don't like, but I mean, Brady, Brady hasn't aged. I still have confidence in him. Fournette is amazing. Yeah. And like, they still have Gio Bernard. I'm pretty sure. I know they lost Ronald Jones, but the receiving core, I think Godwin will be pretty darn good when he comes back. They got <laughs> Russell Gage, which people are underrating. Like they were missing a B like that was kind of like the missing piece of their offense. They were missing that guy. And at least getting a third, like, solid receiver in Russell Gage, I think, helps a lot. And they got Shaq Mason to replace Ali Marpet. Like, I feel like people are just sort of writing them off. And, of course, their front seven is still, like, really, really, really hard to run on. Like, when teams can't run, I know it's a passing league, but when you can't run, there's a certain point where it just becomes harder to pass because if you, like, they know you're not going to run because if you do run, you're going to get destroyed, right? Right. Like, it makes teams, like, very, very, very pass dominant, and then you can drop guys into coverage. And with Arians gone now and all that stuff, like, maybe it'll be different. I don't know. What do you think? Because like, I, I don't know if people think the Bucks are just overrated because the secondary's bad and Brady's going to get older. Well, the Bucks are the Bucks are still a good team. And, like, that's another team where, like, they could be in the NFC Championship, right? But, you know, like you said, secondary's a little bit shaky, right? You know, um, Gronk retiring, that's going to hurt you. That's going to hurt you a, a pretty big chunk. Um like I like that's always been Brady's guy, and this is another thing that we've been looking at is like you you take a look at recent Super Bowl teams, and how many of them have, you know, an elite tight end. Now, in the case of the Rams, we're counting Cooper Cup as a tight end. Um, <laughs> 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 just because he, he plays that like power slot, that power slot role, 
like him and Kelsey play very similar stylistically. So I think it's fair to like say Cooper Cup, like that kind of a player, (laughs) a Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski type of player. That is an interesting group of people. I will. I just, yeah, I've never seen the group together before. Yeah, (laughs) but like, I'm I'm not arguing with it. I just think it's funny. But like Gronk, so like losing Gronk, I think is, I think is going to be a pretty big blow for them. I, I know uh, Mike Evans on here is very anti Mike Evans, but Mike Evans is is still a damn good receiver. Um, but I, I do worry about I do worry about losing Gronk and how that how shaky that secondary is. And I, like I said, the 49ers, I think are more complete. I think I think the Rams are more complete still, and I, I like Green Bay a little bit more. Philly's Philly's my sleeper, but I, I don't I still I, I I might lean with with the addition of AJ Brown and. You know they got Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. I that that defense is starting to look a little bit more formidable. They they can definitely stand toe to toe. They can definitely stand toe to toe. I so I will say so. Yeah, I'm 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 fine with that. Um, so I the Bills for sure. Um, I also really like the Ravens. Like I feel like people might have might might have had some questions about their secondary. Like it's not perfect, and they get Kyle Hamilton. In my opinion, the best player in the entire draft at 14. So it's like. Yeah. Like, when we're talking about, like, impact additions, like, you might say, like, oh, that was a good pick in the first round. Like, they got the best guy in the draft in the 14th spot. And I know it's a safety, but, like, getting that type of impact player that late in the first round is, like, we're talking about a guy who will be good right away and will also be good, like, career long. So, like, that's, like, an addition where, like, that's, like, they signed a free agent, like, a veteran guy who can already contribute in with, with his skill set and ability. And- it's crazy to me that you said, oh, I know he's a safety. I think safety is a super valuable position. Like an elite safety, I think. He's a I'm just changer. saying that, that people push the narrative that safety is not as valuable, and I mean, if you get beat over the top, it's and usually your safety's fault. So, hey, hey, who who dropped an interception in the hey. NFC Championship game? Hey, okay. hey, hey, who has a quarterback? Who has a quarterback? I, I might, ha- I might have a quarterback soon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll find out. Um, but Who's yeah, I. I, so I think it's Ravens, Bills. Um, I'll say the Bucks. I think you can't count Brady out. Uh, I, I kind of have five. I like the Chargers roster. I'm with Mikey on that. And I, yeah. I, I do think that like people are like acting like Rodgers didn't just have like an incredible season. And like I get he lost Adams, but I think they're gonna maybe they pick up Julio or something. And even if they don't like. This dude is throw, has been throwing tight ends to nobody's and Devontae Adams. He'll just be throwing to, you know, I mean, maybe Christian Watson's ends up being really good or something, but I right. think he finds a way to have, like, at least a Pro Bowl season, and their defense is so good that they'll be there, and if he just actually starts taking shots in the playoff instead of playing conservative like he did against the Niners, um, which I think was some of what cost them that game, and they have two amazing running backs, too, like... I think they're they have one of the best rosters outside of their receiving core, and so it's like, yeah. if Rodgers can make the receivers look good, they're right in the thick of it. And I feel like people are just like writing them off as if like the Vikings are going to win the division. I think that is not a good narrative because I don't think the Vikings are going to win. The no, division. I I agree. Green Bay and San Francisco are my two favorite teams in the NFC, and Buffalo and Baltimore are my two favorite teams in the AFC right now. So like, I no, I get it. Like Green Bay's yeah, Green so, Bay's like that. Yeah, my teams are. A little bit mixed between all of you guys. I also love the Ravens. Um, I'm a Lamar supporter forever, no matter what. 
Um, and sure, his weapons aren't great. Um, but, you know, Mark Andrews proved that he very well could be. I know you don't want to hear this, but he very well could be the best tight end in the NFL. Receiving tight end. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then. And what we was talking about, Super Bowl teams always have great tight ends. Of course, of course. <laughs> and then um, I do love me some Chargers, of course. Um, I love me some 49ers because we're big 49ers fans. And we got better. And, yeah. and you know, Debo Samuel, he's going to only be a wide receiver. And hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming he signs for like a $27 million, $26 million deal because I, I would I don't even know what, what we are without That's Debo heavy. Samuel. That's heavy. You don't think- you don't think we're gonna sign him for that much? I mean, it's you might. I'm just saying that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think those three are my uh, those three are my teams. I don't really love anyone else from the NFC. Um, yeah, it's just mostly just those. I mean, I, I agree with you on Philly as well. Um, I love Jalen Hurts, and I think that he's gonna have a breakout season as well. If I had to project a dark horse MVP, I would. Without a doubt, go Jalen Hurts. I think there you go. Hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I have to agree with you there. Um, So yeah. Yeah. How? What? What is the? What are the odds that Kyler Murray will be proclaimed by fifty percent of football fans as the MVP like six weeks into the year, and then of course he falls off by like week ten. But he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins though. I think he might have his like yeah. he had, like a late stint. Marquise Brown, dude. I thought you were a Marquise Brown guy. You oh, always I love Marquise Brown. Brown I love Marquise. Brown as well. Um, he did drop like five open touchdowns last year. Um, but other than he that, got open, I easily, easily could have 700, 800 yards before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I would not be surprised at all and get eclipse like 1200 yards next year. I would not be surprised at all. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's the right I, offense for him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't love the Cardinals this year. Losing DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is going to hurt Kyler Murray drastically. Um, and Kyler, Kyler already struggles. Like if he can't get anything open over the middle, like, it, or like if he can't get anything open on the sidelines, he can't throw it over the middle. So I, it, you know, if, if, you know, you can utilize Marquise Brown to that extent and get, um, you know, your other, you can, you can get your other receivers, you know, open downfield. Like that might work out, but if you have to get stuff open over the middle, if people are protecting the sidelines, like it's nobody else's business, like you might be cooked. I'm not high on the Cardinals. I just think that Kyler will probably start the season well, and then because of the way he plays, and it just it always yeah. happens. I mean, Ky- Kyler and Russ are very similar, except Russ holds onto the ball a little bit longer. That's basically it. That's and Russell's that's a better deep ball. I think they're. No, I think they're no, deep ball. Last- Last season, last season, the I number the one graded, the number one graded deep ball. Sorry, I'm really sorry, Bladen. I, 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 no, you're fine. I, you're right. No, you're right. Kyler I, Murray I, threw the best <laughs> deep ball in the NFL according to PFF last year. Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown are going to go crazy. I'm telling you, you're here for it. Kyler Murray throws a nice deep ball. He does. So, like when I say Kyler is Russell Wilson, like he is Russell Wilson to a T. The only difference to me is that Russ holds onto the ball longer, and that's why Russell Wilson gets sacked more and gets hit more, as opposed to Kyler Murray has more passes batted down the line of scrimmage. Right. So. <laughs> they, they both oh. have more of one bad thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's just like. <laughs> all right. That, well, that's all, like, thank you again, Bladen, for coming on. This is super insightful. Um, and we hope that. Uh, Evan Mobley gets traded straight up for Kevin Durant and that, <laughs> that the Browns be, win the that would Super be Bowl. So funny. 
That'd be so funny. Uh, uh, we're uh, how many times? I mean, yeah. So from this from this whole podcast, if Jalen Hurts wins MVP next year, we're all happy. And if the Bucks suck, me and Bladen are happy, or at least I'm happy. I don't know if Bladen's gonna be happy. Um, but I really hope that Chiefs that Chiefs secondary gets absolutely torched next season. That'll make me make my heart feel really good. So yeah, overall, thank you so much, Bladen, for coming on the podcast. Um, make sure to follow us on t- Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, and rate us five stars on Apple Music and Spotify, all at Bay Takes. Appreciate everybody. Hopefully we hit 100K by the time this podcast goes out. And yeah, send it off there. Thank you. Appreciate you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.